Hey there, thank you for listening to Say Less presented by the Watchtower Media Network. If you want to contribute, drop us a line on our contact page or email in to inbox at wtchtwr.com. We're always on the lookout for writers, editors, podcasters and plenty more. So if you're looking to get involved with all the happenings at the Watchtower, let us know and we'll take a look at whatever you might have to offer. Make sure you follow us too at Watchtower underscore media across all the socials for all the latest pop culture with a view. Right now, say less with me, Aaron Casanova and Mihir Kole coming up. Zayles is back. Happy birthday, Mahir. Thank you. It's exciting times. Birthday falling on a Sunday and a Sayless episode day. Indeed. I have such a present for you in terms of my picks. I can't wait. We're back <laughs> after a little absence due to many different circumstances. But we're back again. It gives us more time yes. to digest um, the picks from two weeks ago. Uh, shall we jump straight in? Can I yeah, sure. go through your pick, all of your picks first? Yeah, you um, can do that. So like the Final Fantasy fun. song, Maybe I'm a Lion, perfectly fine. I understand why yeah. you would listen to it in like the background. I don't really play um, RPG or like action games. Uh, I play mostly sports games and have the soundtracks turned off anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, perfect. Like, a nice song, I can imagine. Did you, you know, which version did there's a There's a version with, electric guitars and there's a version with just you know it has like drums in the background it's more I like i think it was the drums one on youtube yeah, okay good yeah. good thank god <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but yeah perfectly good i can imagine you know killing some boar or something like that uh, <laughs> with that one in the background so perfectly fine uh your pick for me to watch godzilla versus kong i actually watched that this morning yes i didn't Finally. hate it yes yeah, that's what I'm saying, Aaron. It's it was not a, decent, a bad movie. It, well, it, okay, well, maybe. Here's the thing. So it's a decent movie. The action sequences are quite cool. What was funny was that I read one of the reviews after I watched it, mm. which said that, yeah, if you can, it sells on its promise of it just being big things fighting other big things. Yes. Which yes. if that's all you want, that's perfectly fine. The, the problem is... It can't just be that for an hour 40. Everyone knows that. So you have to fill in the gaps with some story. Yeah. Stories are pretty unwatchable. <laughs> Which is not maybe I not all the... of it. Like Alexander yeah. Sarsgaard's bit is, you know, fine. The bit with Rebecca yeah. Hall and um, Isaac Gonzalez being really annoying and really a bitch. Yeah. But the bit with like Brian Tyree Henry and Millie Bobby Rao was just yeah. awful. But then yeah, if you if you take away from that and you say, look, I just want to see big things fighting mm. for an hour, then it's a perfectly decent movie. They they were genuinely exciting action sequences too. Um, so yeah. I didn't have too much of a problem with that. It's just the the story and the bits in between dragged. Yeah. But you know, yeah. overall. Yeah, to be bad. fair, you know, like most action movies, the the story is is poo poo. You know this. <laughs> it's just how it is. Uh, I think um, obviously big things fighting each other, but I don't. I, you haven't seen the other Godzilla movies or the no. other King Kong movies, have you? The big problem with those was that they focused too much on the humans and not enough on the monsters, right? 
uh, during yeah. during the fight scenes. Like they would show, oh yeah, this is the guy's reaction to this big thing fighting, and we're sitting there like, just show us the big thing fighting. We don't <laughs> care about his reaction. Um, but in this movie, they did that really well. When the big things were fighting, you saw it. Yeah. Um, and you know, watching Hong Kong get destroyed—that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, well, I, yeah, I, I could. I was wondering what you, your reaction was, to seeing your city, you know, destroyed. No, but it's because I know all the locations. Yeah. I know exactly where they are. So it's kind of it's it's kind of it's just like someone if someone went to your part of the town and like had a big Godzilla fight, you'd be like, hey, that's my local chippy being destroyed. You know, um, we could use yeah. that around here. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> yeah, overall, decent movie. Good, All right. Good family comedy. So I'll move on to your picks. I'll start with the, the song, obviously. Uh, Machine Gun by um, Jimi Hendrix. Bit, bit, uh, you know, it's a bit disappointing that when I search Machine Gun, the first thing that comes up is Machine Gun Kelly. I know. Oh. And <laughs> no, matter, no matter how much I scroll, I don't see Jimi Hendrix anywhere. Um, but obviously, you know, in his defense, it's, it's a bit hard to find that song on Spotify because it doesn't have like... Um, it's all like live versions. There's no yeah. like one one place where you know that this is the one I'm listening to. Yeah. Uh, and I listen to the live one again. I've heard it before. It's just just a really good song. I I don't know what much more there is to say about it. It's Jimi Hendrix, legendary guitarist. Yeah, it's not a great singer, but you know, it, it, I guess the music carries him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a good song. I mean, if you've heard it, you know it. If, if you're you listening to the Hendrix songs for the singing, it's like watching Godzilla versus Kong for the acting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I good, good analogy. Uh, yeah, but yeah, perfectly good song. I think people who probably might be too young to uh, have heard Jimi Hendrix or don't know exactly who he was should probably go check out some of his music. And this is a pretty good place to start. Um, as for the movie, Promising Young Woman, I have, I, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start with this movie. It's it's good. Okay, we'll start with that. It's good. I enjoyed it. And the ending was probably one of the most satisfying climaxes uh, of any movie I've watched. Everything just falls together. Um, God, lots of lots of drama. Acting was really good. Obviously, I'm an Alison Brie fan, so I enjoyed seeing her, but you know, not as the bad guy. One of the mm-hmm. bad guys. Um, but the main actress, what's her name? Car- is it Carrie? Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Oh, fantastic acting. Uh, it's so good. Her, uh, like the way she, she carried the, the person that she was trying to portray. And, you know, when she's sitting, when she's just sitting in rooms with other people and she has like that perfect posture, she's not making too many facial expressions and she's just like looking yeah. and staring them down. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's attracting, right? You have, you like, yeah. you can't take your eyes off of it. Um, as for the story, I think this is where I had the most, I don't know, most thoughts about, it. I think the story is really, it's sad, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's just how things are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it happens. It's, it's more realistic than yeah. the, like the alter. I, I don't want to give it away, but you know, Having the ultimate happy ending um, yeah. is perhaps just not a realistic outcome. Well, in things like this, with the with the topic that this movie is exploring, there are no happy endings, right? If something like what happened to to Nina happens to you, there is no happy ending after that. 
because uh, it, yeah. it fucks you up for life. Yeah. Um, but you know, like like horror movies, for example, their big draw is that you can imagine some of those things happening in real life, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what makes it scary. And this movie, it, it feels really heavy because not only do you know this could happen in real life, it's happened. Hmm. There's probably thousands of people who watch this movie uh, to whom that has happened. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, especially, I mean, as guys, we might not know the full extent of it, but just speaking to female friends, I mean, it's it's rampant, like right? sexual abuse and catcalling and yeah, all of that stuff. It's rampant. It's almost every girl has been through it. And multiple oh. times. It's not it's not even close. I was wondering what you thought of the casting because a lot of the attention that the movie got was that you cast or Emerald Fennel casts a bunch of unassuming comedians. So Christopher Mintz Plass, mm. uh, Sam Richardson, Bo Burnham, uh, I forgot his name, but the guy from Max Greenfield, the guy from New Girl, even the guy, yeah. the final uh, guy now is like um, Bash from mm -hmm. Glow. And so it's a lot of unassuming male comedians who end up all being the villains. Yeah. I mean, the only one of these I know is Bo Burnham. And I saw him in the movie. I was like, well, hold on. That's, that's for me. Isn't he a comedian? Um, but I think maybe it's to show that even the most unassuming, friendly looking males can still yeah. be dangerous. Um, you know, because you don't want to portray the male bad guy as a stereotypical yeah. You know, I don't know, big macho man with like a rough face and, you know, angry personality. And it's like, well, obviously he would do something like that. But if you have someone more unassuming, then it's it's a bit more like, oh, yeah, you know, he's cute. I can trust him. Uh, well, no, you can't. But <laughs> that's I think that's kind of the point. So spoiler alert. So if you if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to just skip ahead about two minutes. Uh, at the end, when Al kills Cassie um, by suffocating her with a pillow, and his friend, I don't know the friend's name, whoever it is, yeah. uh, the friend walks in. I thought that was the most comedic exchange between two people in the entire movie. For a movie that is so serious, with a dead person lying next to him, he's, it's so funny, it's so funny. He's like, I don't know, how did you kill her? It's like, it just happened, it just happened. <laughs> it's so funny. And uh, yeah, good good ending too. I, I like the ending a lot. It was yeah. very cheeky. Yeah. Phenomenal soundtrack as well. Okay, yeah. so then let's go into our wild card chosen by our good friend Jordan Marr. Sip mm -hmm. it by Iggy Azalea. Do you have anything that's longer than 10 seconds of content on this? Other than it's an Iggy Azalea song and it, you know. It's an Iggy Azalea song and to enjoy it, you must be either dumb or have four bottles of vodka in you. Yeah. It's, it, it's fine. Like the production values yeah. are okay. I. I don't want it's to hate a, too much, but I feel like I could have made that beat. Um, it's a song you'd hear in a club, but it's not a song you'd be at home and be like, yeah, I want to listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone somewhere, that's their favorite song. Um, <laughs> believe yeah. me. But yeah, let's move on and get past that to our choices for each other to watch and to listen to, plus a wild card with, of course, a guest on the show. Yeah. Mihir, I'll kick us off because my choice is a single choice actually this week. It's something for you to both watch and to listen to. We're going to have to do some editing mastery here because <laughs> uh, it's actually a live event too. 
So next okay. Saturday at around. Oh, 7 I know what it is, man. No. Next Saturday I I is just the 2021 edition of Eurovision, and I would like you to both watch and to listen oh. the entire three and a half hour broadcast. Jesus, man! Can I just listen to? No, Finland's entry. All right, because I like Finland's entries. I don't like no. the other. Actually, the Germans probably have a good song every now and again. No, uh, you yeah, have don't to worry. watch the I... whole thing. Just be glad yeah. I'm not asking you to watch the semi-finals as well. You can just watch the final uh, next Saturday okay. yeah. live from I think it's Rotterdam in the Netherlands. You get okay. to both yeah. watch and to listen because to really get the full it's... Eurovision experience, you need to watch it and listen to it at the same time. <laughs> Have fun. It's three and a half I, hours. I am I'm excited. Um no, you're not. one of you know, my one of my exes has been nagging me to watch Eurovision and I never did, you know. <laughs> uh but I guess okay, fine. I will. I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see. I'll finally get into this tradition. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time, and yeah. even I got tired of it. Um it it's really a ride. It the basic kind of flamboyance hasn't changed in about 60 years. If anything, it's got, <laughs> they just dial it up even more. Um, I have no idea who's entering from the UK. I don't think it matters because they're not going to win. I don't know who's the favourite. I've not really mm. heard any of the songs. but That's good for me. I, I don't want to <laughs> go in assuming anything, right? Yeah. I think if nothing else, it will be just a sensory experience. And yeah. experience is really the right word because you have to watch it and listen to it all at the same time. Yeah. It's going to be great. Well, I yeah. don't know about great, but, you know, it's going to be We'll a see. We'll see how it is. We'll see how it is. I'll, I will give you my thoughts um, after I watch it. Right. Uh, all right. Um, my pick for you to watch uh, this week is quite exciting because I think it's something quite up your alley. Uh, it's a TV show that's won eight Emmys. It has a Golden Globe Award for Best Television Series in the Drama Category. Its lead actress, Elizabeth Moss, was also given the oh, Golden boy. Globe for Best Actress. You know what it is. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Finally, okay. Finally, finally. It's, yeah, so Elizabeth Moss. And there's, it's also got Yvonne Stravowski, if you know who that is. Uh, uh, she was really. in Dexter at, during the end for a little bit. Um, okay. Do you know the premise of the, of the show? It's based off of a book. Um, oh, yeah, it's the um, yeah. I, I read The Handmaid's Tale at school. It's just obviously really like seven years ago. Yeah. Nah. Okay. Yeah. But the, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, the book is where it started, but the the TV show has has adapted it really well. And obviously, the TV show built on the book, so it goes further. Um, right. But for those of you know, those of you who don't know the premise, it's just a. I wouldn't want to say post-apocalyptic, but it takes place in America after the fall of the government because it was overthrown by extremely religious, I don't know, I wouldn't call them Christians per se, but they call themselves the sons of Jacob. And they've um, implemented severe restrictions on the citizens, okay. especially women. Uh, and, you know, things like what women can wear, you know, what their roles are, you know, they can't own property, they can't have money. Um, and it follows, it follows Elizabeth Moss, who plays Offred, who is a handmaid. And handmaids in this um, post-apocalyptic era are people whose only job is to give birth to the children of high-ranking men. 
because infertility is a real problem, which is how the overthrow of the government happened in the first place. There was just okay. no babies being born. So the sons of Jacobs have handmaids who just, you know, literally there to birth babies because the wives of the commanders or the high ranking men can't uh, bear babies. So it follows Elizabeth Moss, who is one of the handmaids separated from her, her daughter and her husband is missing and they try to escape to Canada, but they get caught. Okay. Imagine. I'm, I, <laughs> I'm Imagine. really intrigued. It's, it's, I've been looking for series to watch. I recently yeah. started rewatching Money Heist because I didn't really want to start anything mm-hmm. fresh. Handmaid's mm-hmm. Tell you is one of those you hear so much about. It's like uh, House of Cards or Narcos yeah. or something like that. It's like mm-hmm. it has these huge fandoms that all uh, band together to watch it. And so it'd be nice mm-hmm. to get into the Handmaid's Tale. The thing with the Handmaid's Tale is the one. Um, thing about it that I remember always is it was a Halloween party once and somebody came as a handmaid and uh, so you're all like that. on a dance floor remember what dance floors were we're all on a dance floor <laughs> you could just everyone's like getting on it's like people in costumes like pop costumes or whatever and there's one person in a handmaid's costume with the hood thing and you could like oh, couldn't see her have... face it was so funny <laughs> that, I, I would not want to dress up as a handmaid that's <laughs> not sound fun <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think you'll like it because it, it's something right up your alley. Good drama, good acting, lots good. of tension. Um, it's just good. It's just a good show. They made they made a good one. All right. And to listen to uh, for your listen pick, it's just going to be the top five songs of an artist that I recently discovered. Although people will, you know, point out the fact that she's been quite popular for a few years now. Uh, have you heard of Poppy? Ah. I, yeah, I have, he, like, in spurts. Yeah, her, she started off on YouTube posting really strange videos. Hmm. Uh, and now she's got a music career and her songs are, I'd say they're like Grimes-esque. They don't fall into any specific category. It's a mix of a lot of different things. Um, it's like Grimes and, mixed with, like, baby metal, I think. Kind of, yeah. But some of her songs are very, it, you'll hear, like, pop elements. Yeah. And then suddenly you hear metal elements and then yeah. you hear electronic elements. It's it's a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you just listen to the top five songs, they're all quite different from each other. Um, but yeah, check it out. You might like it. You might not. We'll see. All right, I'm down. Poppy. Okay, very good. All right. And now we move on to the exciting wildcard section. Uh, for this week, we have a new guest who is about... 6,000, 7,000 miles away from us at the moment, we love uh, it. living in Hong Kong, one of my oldest friends, uh, Brandon, and he should be joining us momentarily with his pick uh, for us to either watch, listen, or do. Let's see what he has in store. I think I know, um, I think I know about like, you know, what, what he's considering, and it completely depends on whether or not, Aaron, that you are a Nicolas Cage fan. Oh my god. <laughs> but so we will see. We will see. Hey guys. Brandon, are you in here? Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. Good. I'm excited. excited to Give see me some Nicolas Cage. Later. All right. So you've already you've already spoiled him. I, I haven't told him what. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I had a few Nicolas Cage ideas for you. Oh my god. But this one's one of the older ones. I feel like it's one of the 
one of his better one of his better times. Um, nineteen ninety six movie The Rock. Oh no, The Rock. Oh, <laughs> Familiar with it? I heard, I've heard of it. Obviously, not the actor. I mean, the movie. But um... <laughs> oh no 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 way no way. <laughs> okay. Oh, a Michael so, Bay no. movie. <laughs> yes, a Michael Bay. It's got Sean Connery. Yeah, it's starring Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. Why why this movie and why Nicolas Cage? Um honestly, I wouldn't say it's because of Nicolas Cage at all. This is one okay. of my this is a movie I've uh, quite fond of since I was quite young actually. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a pretty good action movie in my opinion and it's something you don't really see in many, um, well, from that time at least, many action movies because it also stars Ed Harris as the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy from Snowpiercer. Yeah. Okay. And he is a U.S. Marines general. Leads a group of his Marines to Alcatraz in San Francisco, and yeah. is threatening the the entire country with attacking his own the, the city of San Francisco unless they pay him a lot of money because oh, of because of all the men that he has lost under his command and no compensation was given oh, okay so he feels the need to do something about it and they bring in Nicolas Cage <laughs> as a chemical weapon specialist because that's what the yep. soldiers are threatening with. <laughs> Obviously. And Sean Connery as the only person to have ever escaped from Alcatraz Island. Oh, God. <laughs> so you've got that set up. And honestly, it's a it's a pretty enjoyable watch. Wikipedia right. says somebody called it Michael Bay's best movie ever. Well, I don't know <laughs> kind of what bar we're going for, but, you know, at least, at least that's that. <laughs> Well, someone someone clearly did not like the Transformers movies, now, did they? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, no, you that's gotta have your peak somewhere. That's yeah, true. That's yeah, very you, true. You peak, you peak early, and then you just go down from there. That's mm. my and Aaron's life story, isn't it? Um, well, well, yeah, <laughs> say so much less. Um, uh, all right. Yeah, so, excited, The Rock by Michael Bay, starring Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. I. Say so much less. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, having just watched, literally just watched Godzilla versus Kong, I'm excited about watching just more explosions and yeah, go things for it, being man. destroyed. See, I've been trying to get Aaron to watch Godzilla versus Kong for, for, for weeks now, Brandon, for weeks. And he's just been adamantly refusing. He's like, no, I cannot watch action movies. I do not like action. I do not like big things fighting each other. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> it's Did it's not enjoy it. What's this? Well, it was okay. I mean, uh, what <laughs> I'm wondering now about uh, The Rock is if there's any, you know, good acting. Uh, I doubt it, <laughs> but you know, there might be. Hey, what do you mean? Nic- Nicholas Cage is a great actor. What are you talking? I know, about? I know. I'm just saying, you know, if, if there's any you know, emotional depth to any of the scenes. Uh, no, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the answer now. <laughs> Um, All right. We we shall see. Thank you, Brandon. All right. Thank you.
So, you know, before we end the show, let's just quickly go through our picks for each other. For Aaron to watch, I recommended uh, The Handmaid's Tale and uh, to listen to uh, the popular internet sensation Poppy and her five most popular songs on Spotify. And for me here to both watch and to listen, I chose Eurovision, the entire ah, three and amazing. a half hour mega piece. Amazing. Mega piece. It's just it's long. Oh, I know it's long. I you am have to well watch aware. All of the performances, all of the, uh, <laughs> you know, the scores, and <laughs> best of all, all the awkward uh, social interactions that the hosts do with all of the contestants who clearly don't want to be talked to. They just want to get wasted okay. in the green room. Fair enough. And uh, from our Wildcard personality Brandon, who has uh, now left the call. <laughs> His recommendation was The Rock by Michael Bay, starring Ed Harris, Nicolas Cage, and Sean Connery, a 1996 action movie. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. I've been Mihir um, Kolhe. I've been Aaron Casanova. And we will catch you next week with our reviews of this week's recommendations and a brand new set of recommendations for the week following. Thank you so much for listening on the Watchtower Media and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.